0: Welcome back to the Truth Hurts where we expose corrupt politicians and the lying corporate media. I'm Jake Dusenberg, your host today. Joining me as always is the political junkies, Mega Jesse in the red hat and and William Beck, Mr. Straight Lace himself in the flannel. You guys are both looking good today. Mega Jesse, I don't know if we'll get time to talk about Trump at all. That's today, okay.
1: But we are on watch in case they do an indictment, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The the fraud that you know that case is Got to call it out. It is a fraud, and I watched a little bit of the
0: Hannity uh, interview last night. Did you get a chance to look at that?
1: I just watched the very beginning of it. I haven't gotten past the first 10 minutes or so. Gotcha.
0: Well, it's very interesting.
1: Yeah. Let's get right into the
0: subject at hand. We've been talking about this transgender issue pretty much every week for the last three weeks. I was commenting to the team here. Oh, I'm sorry. Dawson. Dawson in the control room (sighs) running the dials. That's like how many shows in a row do I keep forgetting about you, Dawson? All the time. I, I'm very sorry about that. I think you got to turn up the lights more, because otherwise you just like blend in with, you know, I don't know. My my bad, my bad. I feel really bad about that. And Dawson, I'll make it up to you today, okay? I
2: what? I have no idea what that might mean. It probably
0: okay. means like uh Kane's chicken or something like that. Okay. that sounds great. And now everyone else is jealous. Okay, <laughs> let's get into this. Um. We've been talking about this transgender issue for a while. And I said to the staff, I'm like, geez, we've had Lee Finky on pretty much every image of the show for like the last two weeks. Um, And once again, the leading story, at least the story that we think we have to talk about, is this, I don't know, is it growth of violence amongst the trans community? It's hard to tell here, but I think we're going to give you some stuff you probably aren't going to see anywhere else that's going to make you kind of go, huh? I wonder what is going on here. And I don't know if I'm going to have a conclusion at the end, but I can't wait to get the opinion, you political junkies, over here because this is really bizarre. We know, we know, and you keep saying this to me, William, the left, anytime there's a a travesty, any kind of time there's any kind of shooting, they go right to the politics, right? Right to gun control. So here we are asking a question, taking a a play right out of the, the playbook of the left, you, you, you talk about the politics of it. However, unlike the left, I'm not going to say that there's a full drawn out conclusion because I don't know here. What we do know is yesterday in Nashville, Tennessee, a disturbed young individual who identified as a transgender male. So it's a female who said her pronouns are he, him shot up six people, including three nine year olds in a private school yesterday. Very, very tragic event. Of course the left generally flies onto the scene saying why they want to take more of our guns away in this case they're perplexed because at the heart of this case is a transgender individual who we've argued for a long time have some kind of mental illness right gender just dy- if if we believe it's gender dysphoria in many cases it could be I want to be unique and different and so people are dealing with mental is- issues and there's certainly what we consider monsters when they are trying to do things to children. And there's no such thing as transgender tr- children because you don't know shit when you're a child. So they want to hack up young children, which is just, we should all agree that that is completely wrong. So anyhow, we're going to get into that. But the first thing uh, we want to show you is a video of Lee Finky that was sent to us, um, that I don't Jake, think a lot of people Jake. have seen.
2: Let's let's be real here. It's Chris Finky, right? That's what Tucker's been Chris saying Finke? in the comments. Yeah. Call him by his real name.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I don't listen. I don't really care if you want to be referred to as a different name. Just don't require me to use the pronouns of your choosing. You can't tell me what to say, right? But listen, if you want to change your name, I don't care if it's Lee Finky. I have no problem. But yes, formerly known as Chris Finky, right? Mm-hmm. When when Lee Finky identified his biological gender. Uh, Jesse, by the way, is putting together, um, some pretty deep research on Lee Finky, and we hope mm-hmm. to have that released by early next week. Is that correct?
1: Right? Yeah. I don't want to spill the beans right now. I don't want to give away too many details because, uh, when it comes out, people are going to be shocked. Now, of course, leftists, radical leftists, will accuse
0: us of bullying, bullying little Lee Finky or little Lee Finkie. The shoulders are probably almost as big as mm-hmm. mine. And, uh, honestly, Lee Finke is a monster because his big bill, you know, the, the thing because he's a freshman, the, the big bill, the, the the number one signature legislation is to hack up 6-year-old children uh, that identify as which is so ridiculous to say this, but identify as the other gender, not their birth gender, the gender that they were given by God, cuz you know, of course, in their sick twisted minds, God got it wrong. So, that's what Lee Finky's signature legislation is. That's why I think this person's a monster on top of these things like we're talking about with drag shows and all these other things. So let's watch this. We came across this video of Lee Finke in a church. I'm going to say that in quotations, a church. Um, uh, this is uh, what was this? We assume this was within a year or two ago. Is that correct, Jesse? Yeah, I'd have to go back and see here. And you got the whole video. I think there's 40 minutes of this video. This mm-hmm. is just a snippet. But this is the most important snippet, this came to us via Liberty Loka on Twitter. Um, and, and Leah Finke is actually calling for violence. So let's go ahead and yeah, watch Yeah, let's this. see here,
1: it was eight months ago.
0: Eight months ago, okay, perfect.
3: I accepted this invitation. I planned to talk to you about trans rights and advocacy work and the work that I love that I have been able to do with LGBTQ young people especially LGBTQ youth and Christian families. I love that work so much. It has defined the last several years of my life. I've dedicated my life to it. And it would have felt good for all of us, I think, to have this conversation about how we can better help and protect trans kids. But I just don't think there's time right now for trans people to make speeches intended to make other people feel good. The world is changing too fast, and in the midst of that change is a movement to make trans people illegal in this country, and they are winning. So I'm here to tell you that there will be more riots. We remember Stonewall as a riot, and we know now that it was necessary, The next riots will be necessary too and you will learn the names of brave trans people taking to the streets to demand dignity and life and love and health care and peace. And it will not be granted to us anytime soon. We will keep fighting. I hope you will keep fighting. I hope that you will riot alongside of us. Happy Pride. You ever notice how the... uh
0: the term that they use to describe the LGBTQIA plus community is one of the seven deadly sins pride. pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Um, in a church church. Um, this is what, uh, Lee Finke tells the parishioners and it's fascinating to me because it's like, this is actually a criminal act, you know, Minnesota statute 609.71 is rioting, Right writing in the third degree first degree would be like you actually kill somebody and the third degree is actually punishable of uh, up to one year imprisonment it's when three or more persons assembled disturb the public peace by an intentional act or threat of unlawful force or violence to person or property each participant therein is guilty of right third degree and may be sentenced to imprisonment not more than one year or payment of a fine of not more than $1,000 or both Mm-hmm. That's in the third degree, second degree, between that and first degree, which includes murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say right now that uh, Finky was calling for murder. Maybe. <laughs> well, what's crazy is that they say that Trump
2: incited riots by s- telling people to protest peacefully. Meanwhile, Lee Finky is calling for the transgender community to literally riot, like the mm-hmm. events at Stonewall. Uh, so, I mean. It most certainly didn't cause this shooting. We don't really know the motive behind it yet, but, man, if people start connecting the dots here, it doesn't look good for the trans community.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to. I don't know if I'm going to connect those dots to let you guys do what you want to do at home. I want to first just address that very good point you just made there, William, that Donald Trump literally says, now let's go to the Capitol and peacefully protest, or whatever his words were, we all know that he didn't say what the media is saying. We say like fight like hell, but they when he says fight like hell, everyone knows in politics that's just normal parlance. It's not saying a call for violence. But Lee Finkie says it too. Yeah, where was the media on this one? Mm-hmm. Where is the media currently on this one? Yep. I'm guessing you've never seen this video before, right? This is the person on the signature piece of legislation that just passed the Minnesota House last. What was that Friday morning? Yeah, it mm-hmm. was Friday morning at 5 a.m. Yep. And he's got support of all the Democrats in charge in the House and Governor Walls and Peggy Flanagan. By the way, no one in the media is still asking, hey, why is Peggy
1: Flanagan got a knife on her shirt that says protect trans kids? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you know, all here, the violence here in Minnesota, the rioters get protected as long as you're on the left wing, as long as you're Antifa. Uh, you know, Antifa Keith, Keith Ellison, he doesn't care. He uh, he doesn't care about the rule of law, justice or anything like that. So. Uh, you know, even if, uh, we showed him, look, Lee Finky is calling for riots. You know, these Democrats don't care. They protect their own. G- uh, Dawson, did you get that email I sent you? Yep. Okay. Uh,
2: if you're ready, um, I think now would be a good time to show that picture I sent you. I know this is a surprise, but man, what is that? It says trans rights or oh, else. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Zoom There's in a bunch little bit. of guns there. So it's
0: a bunch of guns. Oh, trans rights or else. Yeah. There you go.
2: We should really start talking about trans
0: wrongs. Am I right? Hmm. I love how they got like a lever action rifle with a scope. They don't even know their guns, I guess. But yeah, it it is interesting. Let's uh, pull up. um, Sorry if I'm going out of order here. But um, because you jumped me on that one, bring up this trans day of vengeance. And then let's get into the school shooter. Because I don't know if we can connect this dot. But obviously the trans shooter is definitely a disturbed individual. This is uh this is came to our attention yesterday, although it looks like uh, the Daily Wire was on top of the story um, about uh, earlier this month. This is um, a trans day of re- revenge or vengeance. Stop trans genocide, which isn't this not even true. Mm-hmm. People aren't going around and killing trans people. This one thing about a trans person allegedly getting assaulted on the light rail in Minnesota, mm-hmm.
1: even. S- I've even heard reports that's way uh, misreported, by the I way. I know. And, you know, they—they they, these transgender, the, the whole transgender agenda goes after us in a free country. We're not telling anybody they can't become a transgender as long as they're 18 or older. Right. Uh, you know, if they really wanted to stop transgenocide, how about you go to Saudi Arabia? How about you go to the Middle East? How about you go to, you know, China, these other countries that, you know, actually have laws on the books that, uh, you know, criminalize transgenderism? So. Uh, it just shows how inconsistent they are, and they're pushing this crap in the greatest country in the world. Yeah, and we reported on this a
0: couple episodes ago. How really, what they want to do is us to all take a knee to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. It's like it, uh,
1: they want full compliance, right? Right, and, they and don't, then they'll they stretch don't care. it out
0: even further. It's going to be something else that's more ridiculous,
1: right? And they don't care about the inconsistencies, how it's happening all over the world. But uh, you know, they want to force us to be the ones to accept their agenda. A group of transgender activists is
0: planning a day of vengeance in Washington, D.C. from March 31st to April 2nd. So that is this weekend, right? While raising money for firearms training this week, according to its online materials, the <laughs> Trans Radical Activist Network, which the uh, acronym is TRAN, clever, <laughs> mm-hmm. said on Twitter that the time is now, this is a quote, the time is now enough is enough, end of quote, and uploaded posters to TikTok that said, quote we want more than visibility trans day of vengeance stop trans genocide save the date April 1st 11 a.m. March 31st to be announced in the quote Is it mm-hmm. is everyone gonna show up at 11 a.m. on April 1st I go fooled you. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the self-professed Virginia chapter of the group said on Twitter that it would be a would host a dance party at the Richmond Club on Tuesday to raise money quote benefiting firearm self-defense training for trans Virginians Come boogie with us and defend trans lives, end of quote. It just seems, once again, that there is a bit of a radicalized, bit of a a potentially violent part of what's considered the trans community, which is, um, you know, once again, if we're just taking play out of the playbook of the left, you take anyone that might possibly don a MAGA hat, and then it's all of a sudden. All MAGA Republicans are the biggest threat to America, as Joe Biden stated. Now they've gotten a lot wrong. First of all, they got the just just juicy su- juicy Smollett. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Dave Chappelle completely ruined that <laughs> juicy Smell- Smollett. Mm-hmm. Um, the two people that he hired in MAGA hats who were just actors didn't weren't really MAGA Republicans. So there's one that they screwed up. Uh, Nick Sanderman, that story, that was a v- way blown out of proportion. Um, what about Kyle Rittenhouse, right? Proven that it was self-defense in a court of law, you know, they, they, there's just a bunch of hit and misses on their part. But, and then of course the big one obviously is Jan six. So they're doing everything they can to just make anything like a call to violence in terms of the right. If someone likes Donald Trump here, you have plenty of examples of people in the trans community and there's also no problem according to them. We're, we mm. all understand why that is. Okay, so um, do we have that um, Benny Johnson tweet? I want to bring this up before we get to the trans shooter because, you know, it was really interesting as we were – The did you send him the tweet? Yeah. Okay.
2: There is a link in that email I sent you.
0: Yeah, we just um, pulled that up. Real quick, Go why ahead. don't
2: we get s- to some comments here. Um, so in in reference to your – things in other countries um uh, tucker said by regular citizens too not the government Mm -hmm. Uh, they'd be thrown off a roof i missed that comment Mm -hmm. so um mt anderson one says the problem is spiritual the spiritual nature of transgenderism is pure evil and i i agree with this point i wanted to bring this up when you guys were talking about it i don't think it's um acceptable to say well we, I don't like this thing, but I'm not going to tell anybody that they can't do it because right. this does eventually affect you. This is how we're getting this stuff infiltrating our schools. It's because we're saying, well, this is okay, but I draw the line here. And that's how you keep pushing the line further and further. At some yeah, point, but we do have I, I guess to take where I'm saying
1: I draw the line is 18. So, you know, I'm just saying no kids should be able to do it. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying it's unethical to even allow
2: doctors to perform these surgeries because of anyone's lives. Yeah, or at, least at the very, very bare minimum, you got to have a lot more uh, scrutiny for how a mental diagnosis is performed mm-hmm. in these situations before you do this because doctors are eager. They're chomping at the bit to perform these surgeries. I think it's very a, small, a small amount of doctors would be.
0: So I think no, most it's a would, cash
2: cow. We, we've we talked about this I before. I know, but
0: I don't think a lot of doctors would want to go down that route. And certainly you haven't specialized in this thing because you would think there's some, well, that might be an assumption that's not merited here but uh mm-hmm. you know i think i think most wouldn't want to do that right they haven't performed anything close to it well, the new. problem is
2: that's where the industry's going it may not seem like it right now but a lot of doctors are be pushed in this direction and they're too scared to speak up
0: uh, i don't know you could be right on that one um by the way this is a good time to mention if you're watching us on youtube we are back on youtube oh i didn't know we were back silenced us for two Two weeks. Um, head over to Rumble. Look up the Truth Hurts on Rumble. I just go in the search. The Truth Hurts. You'll find us. Sign on Rumble and start watching on Rumble because we have no idea when you, YouTube's just going to kick us completely off. You know, it's just a matter of time. Um, so here, here's this. Here's how yesterday kind of unfolded for us, right? We, we're kind of catching up on the news stories here at April headquarters. We know that there's a shooter. We first of all knew it was a, it was, um, described as a female, a woman, which right away I remarked, that's a rarity, right? Women don't, women don't generally turn to violence like men. That's why men are mostly making up prisons because women just don't, just don't go to violence. Like men. we're just a bigger creature
1: and more Mm -hmm. testosterone, which adds to that, uh, that, uh, maybe, pathway to violence. Well, and it's in our DNA, you know, all throughout history, men have been, you know, called upon to fight in wars and, uh, you know, defend their people and fight for their country and their land. So it it comes, you know, and even the caveman times, you know, it, it comes as no surprise that, uh, men are the way they are,
0: which is good in the sense that, uh, you know, the left wants to call it toxic masculinity. It's good to have that ability to carry out violence. You just want to have that repressed because right and channeled in in the right direction. Yes. Channel in the right direction, like defending your family or defending an innocent person, Mm -hmm. or certainly someone going over and, uh, defending our country. And in the case of this shooting a armed, uh, crazy person Mm -hmm. in a school, which a couple good cops did. So, um, so anyhow, we, we, um, we find out later in the day that, uh, the alias of the, uh, shooter is Audrey, um, and it was quickly discovered by the internet (laughs) that Audrey Hale went by some different pronouns, he and him. Uh, so we wrote up the story quickly and then we want to confirm and publish it. I think probably within about an hour or so of most people becoming aware of the story. Um, why don't you pull up uh, the, the – oh, did I not put that in the show prep, Action for Liberty, our article on it? I think I missed that. Just, uh, Dawson, go to actionforliberty.com and just – oh, yeah, it is there. So this is uh, Audrey Hale. I'm sure you've started seeing these pictures. This is uh, Instagram – or no, I'm sorry, uh, uh, LinkedIn. By the way, LinkedIn has got this page down already. I oh, never wow. understand That's that. Like, why do they do that? Mm-hmm. Like everyone's screen captured
1: it at this point. Why take it down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you think LinkedIn would want the traffic, you know, maybe they can put some ads up or something. But yeah. And also just for, you know, research purposes, it's also good to keep information up so that people can do their due diligence and I find heard. out who this person was. The,
2: the woke mob trumps all. I think they don't want any kind of negative attention on the transgender community. So they do their due diligence and scrub any proof that this person existed from the Internet. Ridiculous. They already took down the Instagram account, as I noted in the article, too.
0: Well, I have no idea about the website, but we went in screen capture and scrolled down here. This is uh, Audrey Hale was a graphic designer and we took some screenshots of her website. See, I'm going to get close to, you know, I almost feel like a lot of people are worried about misgendering this dead school shooter. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed that? A -hmm. lot of they pronouns there. Go back to that. I want you to scroll down there, Uh, Dawson. Let's look at some of these uh, images from the website. Keep going down. So, uh, rainbow flag made out of M&Ms. Keep going down. I'm guessing that's a self-portrait. Looks like a pretty disturbed individual. Yeah, don't look normal. Mad world. So these are some of the uh, things that she put on her website. Doesn't tell the whole story. It is interesting, though. You know, kind of dark and ominous, some of it. Um, Did identify, or at least you would imagine, with that rainbow-colored M&M, part of the LGBTQ community. Then we find out, and this is brand spanking new, uh, I think it's on Daily Mail. Um, We learn that the shooter actually had a friend, and she uh, sent a message. And this is fascinating. I just read this before coming on the show, but I think it's worth talking about because... um, this kind of gives you a look into why someone would do something so heinous. And that's it. I mean, and we had a discussion amongst us why someone would do something so crazy. I'm not going to make the conclusion that this is all about the trans thing. And it's a Christian school, right? Cause that's where our heads are going
1: is, is this a, you know, retaliation.
0: Uh, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. But here's the old words from Aiden, Aiden being the other name that Audrey went by. So I guess Aiden is the male name. So pull this back up and Aiden writes to uh, her friend. So basically that post I made on here about you, that was basically a suicide note. I'm planning to die today. This is not a joke. Do you notice that timestamp? 9.57 a.m. So this is within 20 minutes of her going to the school and shooting it up. Yeah. Because I think she was shot. I think she started in the school at about 10.14 a.m. So less than 20 minutes. You'll probably hear about me on the news after I die. This is my last goodbye. I love you. See you again in another life. Audrey. And then in parentheses, Aiden. Audrey,
1: you have so much life to live. I pray God keeps and covers you. This is the friend. I'm. And it's interesting. To... The friend says Audrey, not Aiden. So yeah. even the friend isn't buying into this transgender BS.
0: Avriana Patton is the name of the friend. Hmm. Okay. And then Aiden. Uh, I did it. Audrey responds, I know, but I don't want to live. I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to upset you or get attention. I just need to die. Actually, you are trying to get attention what you did. I want to tell you first because you're the most beautiful person I've ever seen and known all my life. And then writes, my family doesn't know what I'm about to do. One day this will make more sense. I've left more than enough evidence behind. Will we ever see that evidence, right? Mm-hmm. My sense is, it's kind of like, um, you know, Uh, Ham was this Hamlin or what was the guy's name that uh, um, the football player that basically collided with the other. Oh, Demar Hamlin. Demar Hamlin. Yeah. And he alluded to he wouldn't address what happened, the medical diagnosis. And it's just like, was he told by whoever do not discuss that this was vaccine related? Mm -hmm. You know, I just kind of think like, are they going to protect this manifest and not tell us exactly what what is at stake here if they find out it wasn't very flattering to the trans movement? I have no idea. Yeah. So anyhow, I don't know if I can allege at this point that it's retaliation from you know the Christian upbringing or whatever it is. What I can tell you is this is a very disturbed individual, clearly not right in the head, and hates the world. Hates the world as we know it, because why else would you kill innocent little children? It's the worst thing you could possibly do, and it's because you think, humanity is just complete suffering and there's no greatness to this world that you would kill innocent children. It's the most horrifying thing that you could possibly do, in my opinion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You look like you want to say something, William. Are you really not going to say something? <laughs> um, you do have that I, look. You had like a common and I, look. No,
2: I did have the look this time. Jake usually falsely attributes my looks to me wanting to say something, but... Um, I Yeah, I don't think we should jump the gun and assume motives here, but... If we're doing what the left does, I think it's fair that we do what the left does because they cast motives all the time
0: about this stuff. They they say, oh, well, well this I don't is think it's good racist. to do exactly what they do because then you know better than those assholes. But at least if they're playing a game. Yeah, but yeah, but at least we can address it in the sense and phrase it in the way that this is what they do. So this is this is what you could do, right? This is mm. this would be how they would approach this issue.
2: Well, so OK, so let's do that. then. Yeah. If we were coming from the left's perspective, I would say, man, this looks like an anti-Christian attack. It's very clearly in my, if I were coming from the left's perspective, um, retaliation for a Christian upbringing because this person did attend that school. Mm-hmm. And it's sickening. And I think it's, it speaks to a growing problem that the transgender community harbors a lot of resentment for Christians yeah. who believe in traditional gender roles and believe in traditional marriage. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it, it's a real problem. Um, T- Tucker brings up some good points in the comments here. Um, I don't think this is the case for this person because usually you see the sexual perversions coming from men pretending to be women, not mm-hmm. so much the other way around, I think. But uh, he says uh, a lot of cases it's a sexual fetish. Some of the most prolific killers were sexual deviants with extreme fetishes.
0: Well, and you you do, you know, there is that speculation as, like, was she getting hormonal treatment, more testosterone, which led to violence? Mm. Mm. Once again, we don't know this stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's just purely speculative. This might have been something completely different. Had a vengeance against... Uh, a certain teacher there that left her to believe that the world was not the way it should be and, and that hates humanity because of an awful interaction with a teacher staff member. Mm-hmm. Most likely, the people that got killed there were bystanders in that regard because, you know, one was a janitor and three little children. What did three nine-year-olds do to this individual? Mm-hmm. Go back to that last article there, Dawson, real quick. You can see right under those text messages, and this is right off the Daily Mail, Um, scroll down just a tad, you'll see a video and this is what she looks like entering with a tactical firearm going hall to hall. Now we've learned at this point, she got in there because, um, she was, uh, she, so the school is locked down, but shot her way through the windows. Scroll down just a little bit. I got the still image of her dressed in some camel fatigues on the bottom pants. Uh, keep going down a little bit more right there still image backwards hat um big sling on that uh that rifle um so what ends up happening is um I know a lot of you guys know the story and that's just sad my wife said last night can you imagine not being able to put your child to bed at night it's like oh god chills like that that's a big thing in a parent's life you know every day you put your child to sleep and then there's three unfortunate parents or sorry, six parents that aren't going to actually, uh, do that. Um, so, you know, I I don't want to say that there's a light here in this situation because obviously very tragic, but, um, within I think about 10 minutes or so police arrived on scene and they entered the school. So let's go ahead and play this video. If you guys haven't seen this, this is really interesting. Um, and this is wh- how we're going to segue into you know, this call by the left for gun control. Although I don't know how much they're going to play into that because this isn't that white mega Republican that they always like to go after. Do we have that full video or are we just going to play the end? Okay, I guess we should just play this part. It is interesting to see them come on the scene and clear some rooms downstairs before they realize that this person's upstairs. So this is the final scene in the uh, in the body shots that takes down uh, Audrey go ahead right there engaged You know, cops get a bad rep these days, you know, obviously another part of the left. Um, but these cops did a pretty good job from what I can tell. Uh, gotten in that school probably by the time they entered. There is no more damage. and looks like the school was prepared in a situation got most people out of danger zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly
1: if a teacher was armed, you would think that this shooter would not have gotten away with anything. Right. And Um, I'm not sure if it was the sheriff's department or who it was that put out that body cam footage, but they also deserve credit for being, you know, for having the guts to put that out there right away for the public to see. Usually these things, they all get slid under the rug. We never get to see the footage. And here we are the next day seeing what happened. Yeah. As Tucker said in the comments, complete opposite of Uvalde. Yeah. Uh, Yes.
2: And that's where I was just
0: going. Good job, Tucker. Is, Is Uvalde was a situation where really bad law enforcement, I don't want to call them cops, stood stood around and did nothing right and as a parent if my child was in that school and cops weren't going in Mm -hmm. i'd be like get out of the fucking way i'm going in
2: so captain phoenix is asking if we've read the manifesto it i'll read the full comment have you guys read the manifesto it looks like the direct result of the left engaging with what they call them what they themselves call stoastic terrorism is
0: the manifesto available for public view it was not available right before we went in um I'm just doing a quick google
2: search here yeah if you have a link uh please feel free to share it in the the chat
0: yeah, i'd be a little uh, i'd be a little worried about uh, you know what the source is yeah because i'm just doing a quick google search i'm not seeing anything pop up um i went to some other not just google but other ways right before the show from what i understand the manifesto is not available so you mm-hmm. could have someone just faking something you know internet True delivers a lot
2: of phony crap. Uh, Brad Ganser says the most common thread amongst all mass shooters is mental illness. I do not believe a legislative solution exists that can improve the mental well-being of a
0: society. Well, and that's the thing is I don't know what the solution is to all this because it is it's a mental illness. But the left, they just always do this. They call for more disarming of the population. They come for guys like me who you want to have firearms. Because I know how those cops what those cops did right there And if there's a Uvalde situation and no one's going in, I am rushing in. You don't want that to happen, by the way. You want law enforcement to do because you don't want Mm -hmm. other people with firearms in that building. But if no one's going in to save the day, there's not even a question in my mind. I'm going in there with my firearm, right? So law enforcement better act like those law enforcement, just FYI around here, which I think they will. The Uvalde thing, I think, is a very rare incident from um, law enforcement because most people go in that path or that chosen path. Certainly if you're on a SWAT team, you're, you're more of a heroic mentality, right? Not a, Mm -hmm. not a wuss. So, um, so the only way in my opinion to stop bad guys with guns or bad girls with guns is to have a good person with a gun, a good firearm, because just eliminating weapons or limiting firearms doesn't solve the problem. First of all, they always want to go after AR 15. This individual could have done the same thing with a shotgun. Right? Mm-hmm. They get done the same thing with a hunting rifle. right? You can't stop someone from doing this kind of stuff. In countries that don't have firearms, they use knives. They have knife-wielding wi- wel- knife uh, uh, um, attackers and assailants. Mm-hmm. We know, was it the Christmas Day Massacre in Wisconsin? Someone drove over people with a, with a, a vehicle. What do you got, Dustin? I, uh,
2: I just took a pretty deep look into whether or not the manifesto has been released and nothing, nothing yet.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I don't are, think there's anything are out there
2: confusing the manifesto with the suicide note uh, text. that Oh, we're
0: in. yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, anyhow, it's the it's the same old playbook every single time by the left, coming for guns. Now I don't know how much they ramp it up here because this uh, this the bad person here didn't really fit the narrative, and maybe now they're going to have to start defending themselves on why they are pushing this trans issue. But we did learn, and let's pull up the article on uh gun control, and Jess, you just wrote this article. Mm-hmm. These these clever Democrats in Minnesota are sneaking in their gun anti-gun legislation into omnibus bills. Tell us about
1: this. Right. So uh basically the way that this works is these Democrats do not want to vote on gun control in a standalone bill because then we the public know exactly what's going on. We know what they're voting on, so they pull these types of dirty tricks. Uh you know, they, they take bills that they have and shove them into an omnibus bill. So uh, they took this 312-page bill, uh, you know, something that the majority of people won't even know about and the majority of people will never read, and they sneak gun control into it uh, so we, the public, do not know. Uh, so they decided to add uh, this bill itself, the public safety omnibus bill, is HF 2890. And what they have done is they have added HF 14 and HF-15, which are background checks for all firearm sales and transfers, and then tyrannical red flag laws, where people lose their uh, their right to due process. They have their guns and firearms stripped from them uh, without any without any sort of due process or anything that uh, uh, you know allows people to continue to have their rights. So this is a major infringement on the Second Amendment. Both of these. Uh, things will do nothing to stop a mass shooter, a mentally deranged individual, because, of course, the criminals do not follow the law. It's only up to, uh, you know, uh, it's only law-abiding citizens that that they want to target and uh, strip away of our rights.
0: Yeah, and so what you're seeing is the universal background checks, which is HF 14. And you put this, so this is now in the HF 2890 public safety office bill. This is the disaster way the legislature works. It's almost like a joke what happens the first four months of the five-month legislative session because everything inevitably comes down to the end, right? Mm -hmm. They they pass budget bills in a budget year, which is the odd number year. It's a two-year budget. That's why I say it that way. So even number years, which are election years, they've already got a budget in place. It's a two-year budget. So come May 21st or 22nd, The legislature's got to pass a budget. Otherwise, they have a government shutdown. In this case, the DFL is a trifecta. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty certain they're going to pass a budget, and it's not good. It's going to increase government by like 32% at least Mm -hmm. and not give you back your surplus. So what they do is they pass a bunch of omnibus bills, as Jesse alluded to, hundreds, sometimes thousands of pages, and they cram in a bunch of other legislation in it but mm-hmm. this is unconstitutional. Literally article four, section 17, of the Minnesota constitution says laws to embrace only one subject. No law-, law shall embrace more than one subject, which shall be expressed in its title. That's the whole section of article four or, uh, sorry, article four, section 17. That's the whole section right there. Mm-hmm. You can't do this and they know they can't do it, but they sneak it in. Mm-hmm. It should, should be a legal challenge if this thing passes, but it shouldn't pass it shouldn't pass. You need to force your Democrats to vote against this thing because this is a gun grabbing terrible thing. Uh, for Minnesotans, it's a great way for them to, uh, for like neighbors or ex spouses to take your firearms away without due process. That's what red flags do. Mm -hmm. And then universal background checks is an unnecessary process for law abiding citizens to have to transfer a firearm through a federal firearms license holder. And criminals. Meanwhile, will just not, will just ignore it. Right. They won't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. These gun control laws do absolutely zero to stop mass shootings, to stop any of this stuff. All yeah. it does is creates more pain for us. And let's not forget about it. These guys want total confiscation of firearms, total licensing, total permitting. They want f- complete government control. That's actually in a bill that these guys wrote. It's so extreme. That probably half the Democrat caucus right now isn't supporting it because it's so extreme, so radical. They want to take my firearms away. They're always calling for my firearms. I've done absolutely zero, and I'm a good guy, a good law-abiding citizen that you want to have a firearm in case bad people with guns, including government, someday, in case they want to do bad things to innocent people. You want people like me armed but not these radical Democrats.
1: that keep coming for our guns. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you were alluding to, not only is this unconstitutional according to the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms, it's also unconstitutional according to the state constitution because this is addressing multiple subjects. That's illegal. That's against the constitution. And, you know, there's no such thing as a good omnibus bill. Every single one of them is, uh, you know, filled with thousands of pages and you know, it strips us of our freedom and wastes our tax dollars, especially this surplus money. And, uh, you know, all they're doing is paying off their special interests and lobbyists that fund their campaigns. That's all that, you know, they're doing in these omnibus bills. It's nothing good. It's nothing ever good. Uh, Tucker 91 asks, if this passes, can we take away the government's
2: guns, too? <laughs> I yeah, wish. Of course not. Of
0: course not. They never want to <laughs> take away their guns. And that's only that's the real reason we have a Second Amendment is the government's got guns. You know, that's the other thing. I look at this trans fight and I go, you know, there are people out there, there are forces out there that want us divided, right? And, you know, essentially they want total control of the population. These globalists who infiltrate our government, they want complete control of our population. We saw it firsthand during COVID. And so imagine what we'd be like if our population didn't have firearms. We're Australia. That's what we are. In a heartbeat, Australia, which actually was uh, putting up camps for the unvaccinated, yep. the COVID resistors, they'll throw you in jail. No, we, we need an armed population. An armed population is a population that doesn't get overthrown by a tyrannical government. That's the whole point of the Second Amendment. So how do you stop school shooters? Well, I think you got to address mental health issues because these guys are mentally deranged individuals. If they don't have firearms, they have some other way to kill people. Mm-hmm. And if you want to stop these people, because they're gonna have access to firearms, right? I don't know any perfect way to stop them from getting firearms. I wish there was. Mm-hmm. You need other good people with firearms, you know. This is this is why gun control fails a lot of times, because most people understand this concept. Yeah. You know, one of the most interesting things was when COVID started, most most firearm or uh, <coughs> firearm ownership went like way high, like increased well, we all remember this. You couldn't buy firearms. Liberals were asking about how do I buy a firearm. People are asking, can I borrow your firearm in in California, which is illegal because they got UBC like they literally can I borrow you? No, you can't (laughs) because you guys support politicians that made that illegal. Oh, no, Mm -hmm. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. You know, crime is skyrocketing because you remember it was May of 2020 where people were really worried about their safety. Right. And that wasn't even government that was coming after them. They're just worried about rioting and all that kind of stuff. So, hey, if you're just tuning in, you got to go back to BS program, speaking of writing, and see the video we had of Lee Finky. Lee Finky uh, calling for rioting uh, for the trans community. And then if you're uh, watching us on YouTube, make sure you go over to Rumble and start watching us on Rumble because we have no idea how much longer our YouTube channel is going to last. We've had three suspensions in the last couple of months. It's just absolutely ridiculous. They're so anti free speech. So last thing I want to talk about here, and let's pull up the uh, GOP article, because there's another way to stop gun control, all right? And uh, the Senate GOP, and quite frankly, the House GOP as well, Senate GOP has got the easier numbers to work with, but both Republicans of the House and the Senate have actually one bit of leverage, and that's the bonding bill. So bonding bills are unlike every other spending bill because it goes on the state credit card, which we're just opposed to in general, like putting more money on our credit card, let's be honest. But before you do that, you actually need a three-fifths majority vote. It's not just 50% plus one. In this case, you need three-fifths. And so the, the Democrats do not have a three-fifths chamber. Both the House and Senate, they uh, have very slim margins of, uh, uh, of a majority. In the case in the Senate, they have a one-person majority. So uh, they need Republican votes to pass the bonding bill. And the current price tag of the bonding bill is at least $1.5 billion. And you can just imagine, yes, there's some good roads and bridges that are getting funded from it, but there is so much pork, so much goodies for politicians. It's just disgusting, these bills. the The Republicans in the House actually passed it with the Democrats, but the Senate Republicans... Realize they have this one little bit of leverage, and they use that leverage to stop it. So Mark Johnson goes to a press conference the other day. <laughs> Mark Johnson, being the uh, very lame minority leader of the Republican Senate Caucus, and says, "We we want this compromise. We're putting this compromise offer up to the Democrats, and this compromise offer is what we uh, demand so that we could uh, pass this bonding bill." Now the problem is they actually want a bonding bill. Because Republicans in the state are in love with debt. They love debt. They love debt and spending. We'll prove to you how much they love spending here in just a second. So they put up this uh, ridiculous compromise offer to the Democrats. Nowhere in this offer, well, first of all, let me let me put it this way. And this is how I write the article. I think you guys, most of our audience is makes up the base of the Republican Party, right? We all know what you guys want. You don't want any gun control laws as seen here, this public safety omnibus bill, that's a real threat guys. That's a real threat. You don't want to see that thing pass. So you don't want no gun control. You don't want any more of these, uh, radicalized liberal abortion laws in the state of Minnesota. And you certainly want to give back that surplus. If I was going to say three big things commonly held amongst the base of Republicans, those are the three, right? Probably if you had out of four, stop this transgender madness. Okay but certainly abortion guns and give back the damn surplus. Not a single one of those things are in this compromise deal and and the offer by Republicans. They're not fighting for that. You know what they're doing? They're fighting for their special interests. So scroll back down. You'll see the actual offer by the Senate Republicans here below that video. They want, so right off the bat, they say Senate Republicans support passage of the following as a complete package. First two are what I had mentioned. Basically, the borrowing bills. Uh, number so number one is a one and a half billion dollars I mentioned, and the number two is um, basically four hundred million dollars in cash. What they call capital improvements, so things around the state uh, that need improvement that could be buildings and stuff like that. Number three is passage of an omnibus tax bill providing tax relief of three billion dollars, and that uh, and that includes. Full elimination of the income tax on Social Security. By the way, the Democrats are already two-thirds on board with that. So all they're asking for is a little bit more, which I agree with, right, at the very least. But, you know, let's be honest, that's a small part of the overall problem. And then it says the bill cannot include any tax increases. So you notice $3, trillion, $3 billion. Where's the other $21 billion of the surplus? They're mm-hmm. not even advocating to give that back. You yeah. know, like hello, how about $21 billion comes back to us? Otherwise, you do not get the votes on this bonding bill. And these clever Senate Republican rhinos are going to be like, well, then they're just going to pass that bonding bill in cash. It's like, well, that's better than borrowing Mm -hmm. because now we don't have to pay interest on it. I cease to see the problem. The problem is Republicans love debt. They
1: love these bonding bills. They love all the goodies they get back for their district, their little pork. And I'm going to get into the art they of the pretend deal to fight for us by going to a, you know, give it back rally by saying, you know, oh, we're going to fight for you and give you your surplus back. And then when it comes time to do it, they're pushing B.S. like this. They're trying to spend even more of our money than the Democrats. Yeah. Do you realize that at this point, Republic,
0: it is a uniparty. Let's just be honest. We didn't talk about this story. Um, we got to talk about it. Governor Dayton. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about this after it. Governor Dayton's uh, new home.
3: Yeah, Governor we, we, we published an
0: article. Work? We haven't talked about this on the show because we published this yesterday. Governor Dayton's moving into former Senate Governor candidate Walls. Mike McFadden's home. Republican. Walls. What did I Walls. say? You kept saying, saying Dayton. Dayton, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a,
1: a little older than you guys. 2014 again. <laughs>
0: Governor Walls The more radical. Yeah, we'll get to that article in just a second. I want to go back to this other article. <clears throat> then they want to – so they get this. They go, number four, passage of an omnibus human services bill – Increasing spending by one point five three billion dollars in fiscal year twenty twenty four to twenty five one point eight two billion in fiscal year twenty twenty six to twenty seven. And then it says bill adri- bill must address statewide needs as long term care facilities and nursing homes. And then last but not least passage of the omnibus agricultural bill increasing spending by eighty million dollars. You guys notice what they're doing. Republicans are wanting to increase spending. They're wanting to increase spending so much, they're actually going to s- increase what the Democrats are going to do. Go up and play this video. This is the most interesting thing. One of the clever reporters actually noticed the numbers were higher than the Democrats. So here's uh, Rhino Eric Pratt addressing that. Watch this. I don't have if sheet with me, but I thought the human services target
1: was a billion. Is was that right? And, and, and the
3: chair was not exactly happy
0: with that target. The DFL chair. Oh, let me check just my just numbers here. Look here. Um, this can't be right, can it? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Look right. what it says. So, they they had proposed a, a billion um, the DFL agreement was a billion three and a billion five and then we're kicking that up. Uh, to about 1.8 in the first year, and then uh, to an extra 230 million in the second year. They're spending more than the Democrats. I mean, does it get any more obvious that there is a uniparty here? Like, you know, there's this old saying it's like the Republicans are like the Democrats just going 60 miles an hour instead of 100 miles an hour. It's reversed on this one it comes to human services. The Republicans are the ones going hundred miles an hour. This mm-hmm. is unbelievable. Well, it's actually kind of believable when you follow these, this lame Republican party in Minnesota. I mean, not shocked at all by that. It's just interesting that someone in the media noticed this and pointed it out. And then they were like forced to actually, yeah, yeah, I guess we are kicking it up We're kicking up the spending from these radical. De- Can you imagine mm-hmm. out radicalizing the radical Democrats in Minnesota right now? You know, and and by the way, there's not a Republican on that stage. Eric Pratt and <laughs> Mark Johnson and Karen Housley and Weber. These guys are not Republicans. Yeah, they run as Republicans. They're just lefties. I know they're, vo- they all fail our scorecard. They get like failing grades. It's unbelievable. But there they are admitting they're going to vote for more <laughs> spending than the freaking Democrats in Minnesota. And so nowhere in this, if we go back to that budget deal, nowhere in there are they addressing You will not pass gun control. We will not give you the votes for bonding. Let's just be honest. That is what they should do. The leverage should be no deal on bonding unless you refuse to pass gun control. Number two, no passage of these radical abortion bills. Because there's this abortion bill. Which one is it? Ninety-one HF 91? I think it's Senate File 70 is a companion bill. I'm pretty certain I got that right. That is an extreme like California style abortion bill. So that's gotta be an agreement. And then number three, you give back the freaking surplus. How come the Republicans can't do that? It's unbelievable because they basically no difference between the two parties. Um, you know, Donald Trump in his great book, the art of the deal said the worst thing you could possibly do in a deal is seem desperate to make it. That makes the other guy smell blood and then you're dead. Mm-hmm. The best thing you could do is deal from strength and leverage this is the biggest strength you can have. Leverage is having something the other guy wants or better yet needs, or best of all, simply can't do without. They've already lost this deal because they want bonding.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> they love spending and the Democrats know it. You ain't going to do shit about it. Mark Johnson, you weenie. All right, let's, let's go to that article on walls and Mike McFadden's home. This is just too interesting. You, you, If you want to believe in a uniparty, here you go. How did this even come about, William? This is so fascinating to me. How did we end up getting here where Walls is moving into a Republican Senate candidate's home?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you had any doubts about the uniparty existing, uh, you can put those doubts to rest. Because out of all the rental homes available in the Twin Cities metro, they just happen to settle on this one that's owned by a former major Republican politician um sc- scroll down a little bit here um not, not that far back more towards the beginning of the article yeah so npr uh to their credit uh originally covered this story um the state of minnesota be paying upwards of three hundred thousand dollars to uh mike mcfadden's uh agency um for Governor Walls to stay in this home, and we don't have any pictures of the house in this article, but you can look them up.
0: I saw someone sent a picture of the kitchen. It's
2: a yeah, g- it's gorgeous very kitchen. fancy. Yeah. There's a lot of land. It's a very pretty home. Well, it's
0: in Sunfish. I know someone that lives in that Sunfish Lake Park or w- whatever that is. It's mm-hmm. a gorgeous neighborhood. It's like all forest. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's seventeen thousand some dollars per month. Yeah, seventeen thousand dollars we will be paying so Governor Walls can move in when there's renovations of the yeah. governor's mansion, which we're already paying for, right? Yeah. And but, he, but why doesn't he just move home? That's what I don't understand, William.
2: Yeah, well, I was interested in that too. And as <laughs> it turns out, he doesn't have a home. <laughs> Governor Walls and his family are homeless. They sold the house early in his first term, which is just ludicrous to me because it's like symbolic of fully submitting yourself to being a politician. Yeah. You know, like most people uh wanted to portray themselves as statesmen, like, oh, I'm gonna go do this job and then I'll go back home. Um not Governor Walls. He completely forfeited his Mankato home and the governor's so because mansion is where he, he
0: stays. So because Governor Walls, Tyrant Wannabe Walls, decides to sell his home while he's in the governor's mansion, and then the governor's mansion needs renovations. There's a story to that too, by the way. He then uh requests that we pay for home. Now not a modest home not a awesome no. a home that costs us at least what we understand to be seventeen thousand three hundred twenty six dollars per month eight thousand square foot home because apparently he needs to be able to host in this home <laughs> like rules yeah. for thee not for me like one Minnesota there governor walls one Minnesota yeah freaking phony yeah so what what I found interesting because I remember the story coming up that the governor's mansion needed renovations. And the price tag of renovations is like six million dollars. I'm like, wait, I know where the Governor's Mansion is. I know someone who sold a home on Summit Avenue. It's not six million dollar home. You looked it up in Zillow. How much is that home worth? Less than two million.
2: I think it's one million eight hundred something. So I put what, it in the article well, there, but
0: 1.856, 1.9 million dollars. Mm-hmm. So the renovations are three times the value of the actual home and property. What could they possibly be doing that costs
2: six million dollars? Right. I guess it's just insane. Wow. Right?
3: <laughs> I
0: mean, they're not demolishing the home. That sounds like a complete demolishing and rebuild of the of a home. Yeah. Because you see that out like Lake Minnetonka. You know, those people that are just living on those cash rich properties that eventually someone wealthy buys, demolishes it, and then builds up a big, you know, three level home. That's mm. not what's happening here. I don't think. <laughs> right? You think you want to keep the historic beauty of that home. Right for three times the value of the home. This is government for you guys, right? All right, let's read some comments, and let's sign off here. I, I Well, let me, actually, before we read comments, any conclusion that we got way off track of the main issue here, this possible ratif- radicalization of the trans community. I see issues here, and certainly the left takes far less from the right and makes it a whole storyline to the point where it gets into the government or to the president's speech. Um, I, I don't think this, uh, you know, until we see the manifest, I don't know where that plays into this thing, but we need to get some investigation. This Lee Finky thing. That's a pretty big deal. It's Lee Finky calling for rioting, which is a violent term. So where do you guys fall in this whole thing? Is this a, is this an issue that we need to worry about? Oh, absolutely.
2: I mean, if, if this happened here, well, and, did we end up pulling up that Benny Johnson tweet? I don't think we actually did.
0: Oh, yes. Great point. Uh, pay, pull up that tweet. So Benny Johnson writes, this actually isn't the first time it's happened. The Colorado Springs shooter identified as non-binary. I, I forgot about that. That's true. Denver shooter identifies trans. Aberdeen shooter identifies trans. Nashville, this shooter identifies trans. One thing is very clear. The modern trans movement is radicalizing activists into terrorists. Right. Is it purposefully doing it? Is it just an overlay of men, people with mental issues, which make up the mass shooting community. Mm-hmm. You would imagine there's a subset of those are trans people. To me, that's probably more likely than what's going on. But you can't ignore this trans vengeance day. You can't ignore Lee Finky saying we need to do rioting. You need to join us in this fight. You can't ignore the fact that Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan's got a shirt that says protect trans kids, got a freaking knife on it. Mm -hmm. you can't ignore these things or that picture you brought up you know protect or trans rights or whatever it was and it's got all those firearms you do Mm -hmm. gotta wonder about this stuff
2: yeah and it's very clear that they're declaring war on uh christian families christian kids uh even just kids in general that kind of go with the norm norm that society set up Um, Mm -hmm. and we can't just passively sit by and let it happen because well (laughs) regardless of whether or not we figuratively fight back of course they're going to come for us right Jesse
1: yeah no I'm kind of in the same boat I think you know I I think it's more of the divergence of uh, the fact that they're living a lie and that they're going to have obvious depression because of that Uh, you know unless there's something I'm missing I'm not finding trainings or anything of you know transgenders teaching them how to get violent or anything I mean maybe there's some radicalization things going on out there but if I had to guess I think that this is more of a Mental illness, yeah, depression type thing, and it's it. a public suicide. You know that's what these mass shootings are.
0: Yeah, yeah, most of them are. Yep. Uh, any comments before we sign off here?
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> in terms of the, we, we brushed through a couple topics at the end there. So going back to the bonding bill. Brad Ganser asks maybe our friends in the Senate can hold math lessons during caucus. They could probably use it.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I do want to wonder if uh, any of these newly elected senators are going to start speaking out, you know, right? Yeah. Like here they you should. go. There's rhinos Wiesenberg and Litsky and Draz Lucero. Where are you guys on this? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's hear you. Yeah. These rhinos are basically saying you guys want to increase government. Where are you? Talk against this crap.
2: Right. Uh, Tucker 91 says, it's a mansion. You're telling me that they couldn't renovate it one section at a time? Walls probably <laughs> didn't want to be around all the blue-collar workers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's
0: actually a really interesting point. I didn't even think of that. Um, I do have a friend who had a renovation. He's a friend down in Texas um, that they had to get a secondary home for, but that was because of flooding. This isn't because of flooding. I know a lot of people... They get renovations on their home and they continue living in it. What the hell? That is a great question. Why isn't he living in the home during renovations? Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's more to the story we got to investigate. Maybe Mm -hmm. it could be worth investigating. Yeah.
2: I think it is actually. Right.
1: And the fact that he sold his home, you know, it, it makes you wonder well, what's his plan when he's done? You know, he's oh, got to have he's got to have a home when he's done. What's he thinking? You know, maybe <laughs> maybe the White House. Maybe that's his uh no, his was, next
0: vision. I was thinking here. he's going to exit Minnesota. He'll be done in yeah. Minnesota and leave, I, you know? Yeah, we I wish he could be It seems to be, be what lucky. a lot of governors do. Ventura moved to Mexico and mm-hmm. and uh Pawlenty lived in DC and probably Florida now and I think he'll run for Senate at the least. Yeah. Uh, take Klobuchar's
2: seat from her.
0: The other thing he could do is he could uh you know, do a couple big speeches, make enough money and buy a bigger home. That's probably That's what true. Atlanta, but, so.
1: you know, Klobuchar, she's running for reelection in two years. So, you know, that would mean Wallace has to wait another, you know, six years after that. So I, I think Wallace has his eyes set higher than even the U.S. Senate. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it.
0: they're floating him out as a potential president. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you want to mention our president poll? or VP or something? You know, our Twitter poll.
2: Oh, yeah. Speaking of presidents, um, <laughs> gonna have fun with this one let me pull it up here uh guys follow us on twitter if you're not already following us because we're gonna start doing more polls there uh i know everyone loves polls um so the other day i posted a poll asking who do you have for 2024 um it's buried here where is it
0: fake news <laughs> oh happen. here we go
2: is the pin tweet um so Donald Trump came in second place with 37.5% of the vote. Ron DeSantis came in first with 56.3% of the vote. No votes for Joe Biden,
1: very sad. Um and we had 6.3% say they're supporting somebody else. Jesse, your comments? Well, first of all, Trump people aren't on Twitter, you know. That that's <laughs> one of the big things. Uh and also I think there's a lot of people that don't know about Ron DeSantis and his Rontanamo Bay uh, history, <laughs> his, uh, you know, people don't know about his, uh, I call. I like to call him Ron de Secret Societies. Uh, people should be <laughs> digging into that themselves. Ron de Skull and Bones, uh, Meatball Ron, you know. I, more Ron DeSantis. There's a, I heard Ron establishment too. Yeah, like Ron establishment. <laughs> Ron DeSoros, you know. DeSoros! We, we can keep going on and on and on, because uh, there's a lot to expose at that. At what point did uh, start
2: suing for libel? Jeez. Huh? At what point can he sue you for libel? Oh, well, I'm prove not, that you're not in school. I bullets. am not <laughs>
1: afraid of Ron DeSantis.
2: Yeah, he, he's a public figure, so he, he couldn't sue anyway. But mm-hmm. uh, the George Soros argument's just ridiculous. <laughs> but maybe we'll talk about this on our next installment. Of this political is a junkies. huge sample
0: poll, poll, though. Thirty-two votes. You know, we're we're just starting, but we just hit five hundred. Right. But you in know, fact, we just hit three months, so now we can actually get a check mark. Yeah, I was about, about to mark, say, count. don't
2: bash your own. Twitter poll. Well, I mean, (laughs) listen, we're going
0: to bash it because we are new on Twitter. It's taken a while. We have to build up, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll
1: tell my Trump people, you know, get on there. Get on Twitter. uh, I
0: think a good social experiment was then we do a poll on uh, True Social and see how that turns out.
2: mm Mm-hmm. Can you do a poll? You can do a you, you poll. You can do polls on Truth All Social. All right, let's, let's do it. If you let's guys followed out. us on Truth Social, we could do more stuff on there. But we, right, go to we, Truth Social yeah. and
0: follow us there. Action
2: um, underscore four underscore Liberty on Truth. Uh, on Twitter, it's Action underscore Liberty.
0: There you go. Very mm-hmm. good. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in every episode. I uh, love the audience keeps growing. I uh, love your guys' feedback. We're having fun doing this. We we love bringing you information you won't get anywhere else. Hopefully, you find this very useful. I cannot wait. By the way, for your uh, your research on Lee Finke, we're gonna do. I don't think we're gonna do an episode. We'll probably do a special video, maybe a little mini doc on that. So, stay tuned for that. We were supposed to interview someone from January six. Uh, it's just been hard to get her to actually commit to doing it. So, I have no idea. I know some of you guys were waiting for that episode. Uh we'll see. We'll see. But uh it doesn't look like it's gonna happen again this week either. So anyhow, thank you very much for tuning in to this episode and we'll see you on Thursday.